We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome into the LakersNation.com live postgame show slash podcast. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane over on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. Well, the Lakers did it again. Gave away a game, collapsed down the stretch, said, no, thank you. We do not want this win. You guys take it. And they did it against the Boston Celtics. We've seen this play out a few times already this season against the Philadelphia 76ers and the Indiana Pacers. If you're joining me live from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitter, have a feeling you're going to have quite a bit to say about this one. It was an exciting game, but obviously not the result that we were hoping to see. And particularly the way it played out has got to be a big concern for the Lakers, for the coaching staff, and for this front office. And we'll see what's going to happen from here. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, make sure you do subscribe over on Apple Podcasts and don't forget as well on Spotify or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Uh, joining me tonight, I've got my good buddy. Yes, he's coming in from enemy territory, but be nice. He's a great guy, I promise. It's it's Keith Smith coming in from the front office shows where you guys typically see him. Keith, this, my, my normal camera, it went the way of the Lakers down the stretch and said, peace, nope, I'm out. So I'm running off of my, my backup camera. So it doesn't look quite as good as usual. But anyway, welcome on, man. Yeah, Trevor, I was prepared to come in here all belligerent when the Celtics looked like they were going to coast coast to a blow of victory and really make people hate me. And instead, I'm exhausted and I want to go to bed. It's almost <laughs> 1 o'clock in the morning here on the East Coast where I am. And welcome to my it, world. Uh, this was just, it, you know, this was... I, I don't know. I've, I've, well, I feel it, a million Celtics Lakers games is a few too many that I've seen in my lifetime, but I've seen a lot of them. And I can't ever remember one like this where for long stretches of the game, both teams played like, nah, I'm good. You, you win this game. Yeah. I'm ready. Let's just be done. It was it was absolutely absurd. Um, I, I don't even know how necessarily to break down this. I mean, this game, the Celtics were cruising for much of the game. And, and then the Lakers make this crazy comeback run and then even took a lead and had a 13-point lead at one point. And then, I, I mean, people want to say they ran out of gas but started to make some very poor decisions um, on both ends of the floor, and that helped the Celtics get back in it. And then they were, uh, they were making shots, and next thing you know, we're going to overtime. As soon as they went to overtime, I went, 
Yeah, yeah we know we know how this is going to go. This is done. Um, because we saw them do this against the 76ers just a week ago, where the Lakers got to overtime and then went, no, we're not running offense. We're just going to chuck some threes and call it a day and go home. Um, and that's essentially what the way this thing played out. So as as you can expect, there's going to be a lot of angry Lakers fans in our chat here. So I, I hope you're you're prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm ready. And, and you know, I don't blame them. They would have they, they, they would have been gloating Lakers fans if it had gone mm-hmm. the other way because the Celtics were a mess in this game too. This is it's weird because you never you don't feel bad after any win, right? Like you feel like, all right, Hey, we won. That's what it is, especially right. in a rivalry game. But I don't think this is one that any Celtics fans are going to be like, Hey, look at how awesome we are. Sure. After this one, like you just kind of, that, that's one where it's like, all right, get on the plane, get home before anybody talks about that one. Let's just get out of there. You know, bank this victory. Oh yeah. I mean, if you like, if you're the Celtics and you do that against a team that doesn't have this habit of fumbling on the, on the one yard line, um, you're 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 losing this game, and that's that's going to be a concern for them moving forward, as yeah. well. Um, I, I think that Marcus Smart steal that put the Celtics uh, cut, cut the lead to eight. Decided uh, the game on, on that inbounds play yeah. that gave Boston life because now it's about eight points, and we want to say there's just over three minutes to play, and that was like, all right, we can do this. There, there, there's the ability there. And then obviously in the overtime, really down the stretch was like the last minute and a half of regulation. And then in overtime, defending Russ with Cornette, which is a replay of last night when mm-hmm. the Celtics defended John Wall with Luke Cornette, that the Lakers played right into the right into their hands. And Russ is just he he wasn't gonna pass up those shots. You know, he's you know, too, too open. He, even if he should, he's just not gonna pass up uh the, those shots. And that that you know really worked well for Boston. Yeah, I mean, get allowing Russ to shoot those jumpers. And Russ wasn't bad in this game. He made some some big plays, mm-hmm. but I mean, oh, you should have heard us on the live stream of the game. it was I mean, we were all just saying that you you absolutely cannot ever, ever, ever take that shot unless there's three seconds left on the clock. That's mm-hmm. the only time that's allowed. Um, and that's been a problem since last season, too, that we've been talking about. I don't know what you do with him. I don't know if it becomes a if you shoot that shot, it's an instant benching or what what it has to be. But there has to be some sort of a connection there that the 15 foot pull up jumper simply isn't allowed unless there's you know three seconds on the clock and yeah, agreed. It really hurt the Lakers. Uh, Koa yeah. said, I don't care how well AD played. I'm so done with him. Second time, and tonight he misses both, missing free throws down the stretch he's talking about. Did the same thing against the 76ers, missed the free throw to win the game, now missing both of them tonight to, to, to win the game. Uh, as a superstar, you can't repeat the same mistakes and another dumb overtime disgrace. AD's got to be beating himself up for that. I know he wasn't trying to miss free throw, but he wasn't even close to making those. No. He's a good, and he's a good free throw shooter. Yeah, so, both long off the back iron. Yeah, those yeah. were a couple of bricks for sure. Um, up 12 with three minutes to go. I knew we lost when LeBron threw an inbound pass to nobody, then got mad at Russ for it. Also, AD for the master lock. I don't know if you know, it's the master lock of the night is what we give to the most annoying person or player or whatever from the game. And we'll do that towards the end here. Um, but LeBron throwing the, who did you blame that on? Was that on LeBron or was that on Russ? I thought it was on LeBron. I thought he threw it too quick. I didn't yeah. think Russ was ready for it. And I don't think he should have been because I don't know why they were trying to inbound it so quickly. That, that was a weird, weird sequence. I'll see it again. I'll, I'll watch this game tomorrow morning again. I'll watch the replay of it. I will not. Um, 
<laughs> I will as I'm putting together the takeaways just to see. But yeah, my guess is it, it was tough because also the camera cut away. So I don't know that we're going to get a really good um, piece there. But yeah, it's it's yeah, I, I looked like it might have been on LeBron more than Russ. But yeah, just a bad time to not not be in sequence. Um, Ham is a joke, refuses to run any kind of offense in the clutch. AD chokes again, pointless LeBron ISO, no movement. This is worse than last year. I don't agree that it's worse than last year. Can't blame Westbrook. AD LeBron did nothing in OT, gassed or not. Um, yeah, I mean, you saw the, the stagnation from the Lakers offense in, the, mm-hmm. in that overtime period, and they they tend to do this. And this is, I've talked about this a lot. This is not just a Lakers thing. There's a lot of teams in the NBA that do this. Once you get a lead Boston in the fourth quarter, yeah, they even did it. Yeah. You try to just sit on the lead mm-hmm. and you and you go away from all the stuff that got you there. And what you wind up doing is because you miss, usually you, you wind up taking a shot you wouldn't normally take. You miss it. You get your opponents into transition. Then you're going up against the setup. You, you basically, you get the snowball rolling the wrong way and you go away. You take yourself completely out of your rhythm. And that's exactly what the Lakers did. Boston did it right before them. It drives me crazy. And I wish teams would just run their offense to close out games instead of doing this ISO stuff. Yeah, 100%. Celtics got up by 20 by running, pushing pace, moving the ball, paying attacks, multiple uh, actions on each possession, generating open good looks, and multiple layups too. Because once they got the Lakers in the kind of scramble um, to to rotate the first time, that left the backside open for that second swing pass and a second paint attack, multiple layups, and those kind of things. Then they went into walking the ball up, playing isolation, Mm -hmm. nothing going except for maybe one screen and one pass. And the Lakers got back into it by picking up the pace, running the floor, getting downhill, getting to the rim over and over again. And now the Lakers happened over about a 12-minute span. Uh, That big run, it was like 37-4, I think, and it was 18-0 at at one point. Boston didn't score for nine minutes. Um, And that's where where it went for the Lakers. Then – in about a three minute span, the Lakers stopped doing that. They started yep. walking it up and going to an ISO ball. They weren't even running. I think AD was completely wiped. I don't think yep. he had anything left. Uh, so he wasn't even coming up to set screens. It was basically LeBron dribble into a bunch of stuff. And then if nothing was there, he'd throw it to somebody else and, you know, or he'd take the shot himself. The yeah. And the Boston started running, running in playing fast and playing quick and all that stuff because they kind of had no choice. But to your point, yeah, just play the way you played that got you lead in the first place. Played all the way. I get it. When if you're up 15 with two minutes to go, no, you don't different. need to be running the ball up and down the floor. But you know, God forbid, you know, do you close out a game the way you kind of got the lead? It just, you know, t- it, what a weird game. Just collapse followed by collapse. Like just go, go- I when Jalen Brown missed those two free throws at the end of overtime, I'm like, well, this is gonna end up some silly four-point play. <laughs> that the is gonna happen overtime. Yeah. I when I when I'm looking at teams that are that are doing this, I, I think there's a fear that the ball isn't going to get back to your star, to your guy, mm-hmm. right? And so they want to just go, okay, we're going to ISO Jason Tatum, we're going to ISO LeBron, we're going to ISO AD, whatever it is. And there's a fear that, oh no, if they pass the ball, by the time they, we get it back to them, the 24 second clock's going to expire, and then we're going to wind up with one of our role players shooting the shot, and that's not what we want. But run something and then trust that your guys are going to make the look that you generate out of that rather than just going ISO. And this is again, an NBA wide thing and not just a Lakers or, or a Celtics thing. Um, yeah. Peanut butter badger 
said, wow, second time we lost in overtime because the team is, I'm assuming he was saying gassed, should have called timeout once they got the lead, shaking my head, we need a trade really soon. Hey, December 15th, Keith, that means all the trades happened that day, right? <laughs> yeah, tomorrow now, because it's one o'clock here where I am. So yeah, t tomorrow, uh, tra trades will open up. But you know, yeah, I it, I mean, I won't talk long about it because I've said a million times my thoughts on the Lakers and trades uh, on the front office show. So check that out if you're interested there. But yeah, I do kind of, you know, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's, we'll see. I, I, I think that we'll get an active trade season, but I don't, it's not happening like on December. I guess it yeah. could, but I mean, yeah, maybe it's yeah. just not going to be, I think anything that drastically changes the you know, course of the season on December 15th. No, it's not like July 1st is for free agency, Correct. right? It's not like, like that where you just get this, this avalanche. Mm -hmm. uh, why do they always settle for threes and overtime ham should have called for post-up plays for AD and LeBron. How much, how much of that do you put on the coaching versus the players making the decisions out on the floor? A little bit of both. I think um, NBA teams, especially in the regular season, run more concepts than they do sets. Um, I, I think everybody has some, some pet, plays they they uh -huh. go to but yeah i would have liked to see ad get a couple more touches on the block especially since you know uh, blake was clearly done um and then then it was cornet but they weren't even they put they had put cornet on westbrook so ad was drawing i believe it was jalen brown most of the time or grant williams uh down on the block uh -huh. and lebron wasn't great on the block today he, he no. really didn't look very good uh down there marcus smart did a nice job on him jalen brown had a nice strip to open the second half um so yeah that i don't know that it would have gone for but you could tell lebron took those couple threes and those were just i, I like to call those give up shots where it's like i, I don't want to put my head down and go to yeah. the rim again i'm too tired for that so you just kind of launch one from deep and it just wasn't a good shot that that final possession too with the, mm -hmm. the score tied like my goodness go yeah. to the basket get yourself to the free throw line but yeah. you know but we've seen this from him for four or five years now then the entire time he's been with la i'm sure he was doing it before then too uh, he likes going to the the step back jumper and those mm -hmm. situations. Going to his left always I, too. Yeah, and I I can't recall him making many of them with the game on the line there, and that's where fans get so frustrated. They're like, <laughs> learn from the mistakes here. Uh, again, LeBron's a tremendous player. I don't want to sure. you know disparage him too much or whatever, but seeing history repeat itself can certainly be frustrating. Uh, Jay Delgado, AD needs to make those free throws, and they need shooting badly. Russ is playing good, but for $47 million, it's not enough. Is that really the problem when you look at this, this Lakers team? Beyond, there's some roster construction issues and things like that, but is it that you've got $47 million tied up in Russ, whereas it should be like three you know, rotation players instead? Yeah, I mean, that's a huge challenge, you know, for sure. And you would presume at least one or two of those uh, players would be a shooter pri primarily if uh -huh. that's where they went. So I think that would be, uh, you know, where, where that could, could go with that one. So I think the challenge in that situation, as we've talked about a million times, is, yeah, you got to turn Russ into more than just a – you know, another big contract because right. I don't know that necessarily fixes things. And yeah, they need, they do need shooting Boston in their last two games, not to make this too much about the Celtics, but they have to play drop coverage right now because they have Blake Griffin starting at the five and he can't play up at the level of the ball. You saw uh -huh. he did that twice in this game. LeBron blew by, by him once. Westbrook blew by him once. It's just so they have to play drop. Well, you can get away with that with the Lakers because outside of maybe one or two guys, you're fine with most of the guys walking in to pull up uh, jumpers, especially if yep. they're from behind the arc because they're not going to – it's not going to matter. So I think that's where you have to, um, you know, know – 
that's that works in this game. And, and the Celtics clearly didn't respect the Lakers. Pat, Patrick Beverly, they wanted him to shoot every time he touched it. And then Westbrook, as we talked about, they were they were very content to let him, you know, rise and fire uh, throughout the course of the game. How about Patrick Beverly hitting a couple threes and missing a couple of wide open layups oh, in a row? God. I, I was. Uh, I, I, my mind was Layup misses like, what, throughout the course what, of this what game. What is that? Staggering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both teams too. I, oh, I, yeah, I was a little. It was funny. There was a point where it was like missed layup, missed layup, travel, travel, and I was like, oh, we have a bitty league game here. That, that's yes. what this has become. Ace of Hearts said, "I'm tired of the Russell Westbrook experience. I don't care what his stats were. Such a momentum killer. It's just you've got to be more disciplined than taking the, those shots. You're open yeah. for a reason. And yep. uh, again." We've said it over, and I didn't. I thought Russ brought a lot of energy to the team. I didn't think he played a poor game, but the decision making down the stretch in terms of pass versus shoot or pull up jumper versus drive that was very problematic. One for six from three from Russell Westbrook, seven of nineteen from the field. I mean, that's the game right there. Even though he grabbed fourteen boards, five assists, he four blocks, he did a lot of things that helped the team get a lead. But the decision making down the stretch was uh, was a bit rough. Yeah, it's when he went back to the jump shots. That's yeah. where it all fell apart. When That's... he was on the attack and getting downhill, he was making things happen. But when he went into those jump shots, and again, it was, I mean, I, I, I get like Cornette's like laying in wait, but like go at like like go take, at him, take the Russell space. Westbrook. Yep. Like, you know, still go at him, like get, get ahead of steam and go at him. Like that's fine. I'm there, fine with that. There was a moment where Russ was on the break and Grant Williams was defending and you could see Russ just recognized. He just went, Oh no, I'm going up over you. Mm-hmm. And he did. And, yeah. it, and he finished. Why not do the same thing to Luke Cornett? It's not, it's not yeah. Robert Williams back there yet. No, Don't. no, it was, a, I mean, in fairness, it's a little different because I was in the half court mm-hmm. there. So things are a little more condensed and sure. a little, little tighter to drive, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's, what's tough. I would just, you know, go right downhill on Cornett. You know, he's probably going to follow you a worse comes to worse and yep. get a couple free throws out of it. Yeah. Take, playing into Boston's hands and, and willingly taking those jump shots just, just wasn't there. I can't, can't pull it yet. I was hoping NBA.com would have had the had the quarter by quarter um uh, ch- uh shots out there but it's not out there yet but i'm yeah. guessing he might between him and lebron they must have taken at least three or four threes after the three minute mark in the um yeah. uh first uh fourth quarter and and that to me is where it all kind of fell apart and what was crazy is they started overtime with russ attacking twice and scoring mm-hmm. at the rim and then they just went cool that works let's yeah. not do that again yeah. <laughs> i honestly that you know what i think that is i think that's age I, I think it it's, it, you know, we're, you know, he, he was at what he was at 34 minutes you know, LeBron at 42 AD at 46 minutes. I, I think that is like, I'm just, I, I, I can do it, but I can't do it seven or eight times over the span of a, you know, uh, you know, 10 minute give game time period. Like I just, it may, maybe they just don't have it in them anymore. Kyle Hampton said, I literally have nothing good to say. That's that's fair. <laughs> Jared says, inexcusable loss, that inbound straight to smart. AD missing his free throws. LeBron not, not attacking the basket for AT. A, uh, OT should be. Uh, another should be win is pathetic. I mean, this is where it's hard to make up ground in the standings when you just keep giving away basketball games. Um, and in the Western Conference, it's right there. The opportunity. It's so compact. Win a few games in a row and you're going to move up in the standings. And they yep. just keep taking these opportunities and saying, no, no, thank you. I, it, it's not as bad as last season. You saw games where like last season's team would have never got a lead last season's yeah. team. The Celtics would have come out. And by the second quarter, the Lakers would have just said, okay, well, you guys take this one. 
um, let us know when the yeah. game's done, right? Like yeah, that, Boston would have won this game by 30. Yeah, you wouldn't have had the comeback at all last season, but still you're getting this refusal to finish out games, and that's that's going to hurt you when you're – I mean, the clock's ticking, and you got to start making a move up the standings here. Yeah, we're, we're not it, – It's I know it seems weird because it's mid-December, but it's not super early anymore. We're a third of the way into the season yep. now. Like it's you, you got to start stacking wins together. Otherwise, you know, they're, they're going to, they're not going to get easier to get as the year goes on. Some of them will, cause you're going to have teams that are tanking and things mm-hmm. like that. So you should be able to pick up some, but in the West, like, like we, we've said over and over and over again, uh, over on front office show, the challenge becomes, it's not so much about you look at it and say, all right, well, they're four games out of fifth. So that's not the end of the world. But to get there, you'd have to climb like six teams. That's yeah. the, the the tricky part. It's not the being four games out. It's the climbing all those teams because you can't count on all those teams falling apart and dropping down in the standings. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Joe and all of us said AD has to practice his free throws. I mean, he's a good free throw shooter. He's just been missing a yeah. crunch, but that's more of a mental thing. Uh, Russ yeah. getting most of the shots in OT while AD only gets two is not good. That's been a consistent problem for this team too, is not getting Anthony Davis involved enough um down the stretch and that's part of that is just the nature of today's nba where it's not like 20 years ago where swing the ball to the wing entry pass into the post because it's one defender now you're getting guys that are fronting the post and all defenses are so different now but you still have to figure out a way to manufacture touches for your best player which is what anthony davis has been we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would like to have seen him get more more uh, t- touches, good quality touches too. I think are the the, the important part there. You know, especially down the stretch when when you got under that couple minutes left, it was just you know uh, somebody said it in the chat the Celtics packed the paint. That's exactly yeah. what they did. They packed the paint. They dared the Lakers to beat them with jumpers, and they shot eight for twenty nine from three. And, and once once the the free throws started drying up a little bit, which generally happens down the stretch in games. They, they just didn't have you know anything that they could reliably get to it was it yeah. was either going to be a fast break layup or dunk or they were going to struggle because they could not find anything good in the half court after about three minutes to go in the fourth quarter well that's that and that's where as you said the celtics you know kind of running their well run out the clock offense or you know iso or whatever is particularly damning in, in a game like this because the lakers half court offense is not that good uh, mm-hmm. Where they can where they can find success is in transition. You give up transition opportunities by taking and missing tough shots, and that's that's what you do when you go to isolation basketball. And we saw it go the other way as well. Uh, Mario says AD needs to practice those free throws again. I don't know if it's a practice thing. 
it's a it's a pressure thing it seems like um joey c i don't know i don't know how many times this has to happen and this is in all caps so we know he's serious here uh, before <laughs> ham gets it you can't run half court sets with a lebron ad and russ on the floor in crunch time the paint is packed i mean it's going to be packed with patrick beverly it's going to be you know you've got maybe you go to lonnie walker and, and troy brown or something but those aren't you know shooters that are going to scare anybody either um it's, it's part of why you look at this team and you say they need to add some shooting and, and figure out some ways to unclog that paint. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's it's just not going to happen unless you get better shooters. Like, I, it, and there's not there's no one you can play more, uh, I don't think, on the roster. The, the, there's no one who's all of a sudden going to turn it around. I think it is kind of what it is right now, you know, shooting-wise, and they've, they've got to get that sorted. I mean, I pitched it. You know, even a guy like, Bryn Forbes could help this team incredibly. Um, and if this is a guy that was available on a minimum contract that anybody could have got. And they just, they, they don't even have a guy like that. Now that's a huge, huge problem. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting little thing from Dave McMenamin. This isn't going to help anybody feel better here, but um, this is the second time the Lakers have blown a double digit lead with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. <laughs> the entire NBA has done that twice as well. Oh, man. Yeah, that's brutal. That's brutal. Ace of Hearts, can we please be critical to the max on this show? I'm tired of moral victories. Oh, there is no moral victory here. That was a complete collapse. That was ridiculous. It should have never happened. And this team should not feel good about themselves after that. And they need to really look at themselves in the mirror and try to figure out what it is that they want to do because they look completely lost on the offensive end to close out games. And that simply can't happen if they want to go anywhere with this team. And if they don't want to go anywhere, then you make that decision. And you, and you have to do some much more drastic things. I don't think that's what they want to do. I think they want to be successful. But then if that's the case, you can't continue to make the same decisions over and over again and expect a different result. You just can't do that. Yeah, you can't be that that uh, lost, as you put it, down the stretch in these games when you have three players with a combined 40-plus years of experience uh, exactly. on the floor. Right, like that That has to be better. Like that can't be, be, be a way it goes. But I, I don't. I'm not going to put too much on LeBron. I, I thought he was generally fine down, down the stretch. I, but Ross, you, you just, I mean, I'm beating a dead horse now, but like, you just can't take those jump shots. No. Th- those just cannot be shots you take. You've got, you have to get into a position where you got to like find a different way. Like though, you, again, that's exactly what Boston wanted and you did it and you did it and you did it and you did it. And that, that was a huge part of the game. I mean, yep. he was great, you know, earlier in the game and he made that one three and it's almost a little bit like Marcus Smart sometimes where it's, all right, you made one. That's, that's the best thing that can happen for the opponent. Cause now you're just going to keep letting them launch yeah. and letting it fly. And that becomes a major challenge. That was, that was certainly a problem. Um, again, Russ has been a lot better this season than he has, than he was last season, but mm-hmm. that's still, that's, I mean, it's it's frustrating to watch when everybody knows that that's not a shot that you can take, and yet he continues to take those. I don't you know. I don't know what it is to get that to click. What it's going to take, but those simply cannot be uh, attempts that you take again, unless the clock's winded down. If the clock's winded down, of course, take yeah, it. Yeah, that's different. That's yeah, the I mean, only yeah. that's the only scenario. Uh, Deontay said, if Rob Palenka was a free agent GM, do you think he would be hired anywhere? Says a lot about the roster problems and GM extension. Hmm. Yeah, I I think that's a fair question. Yeah. I don't know that he would be. The the extension certainly was that was a head scratcher. And then 
the way the organization, you know, nobody said anything about it publicly for like four months. And then that was mm -hmm. after it kind of was, oops, it got like it got <laughs> yeah. out and it, they knew it wasn't a good look and um, not not great. Not great. Nope. Agreed. Uh, angry fan. Worst combination of star players, all bad three point shooters, bad at free throws, terrible in the clutch. Uh, again, Anthony Davis is legitimately a good free throw shooter. He's just had yeah. some games now where he's missed. Other than that, though, yeah, look, we knew LeBron and Russ on the floor together. It's a not a it, on paper. It doesn't make sense. And you're going to see some messiness um, when they're sharing the floor unless they can get out and run. And that's kind of how we saw this play out, um, which was not good. Yeah, I, I had to look it up because I'm not as on it like you are. But 83 percent going into tonight for for AD at the free throw line. Mm -hmm. And that's I mean, that's, you'll take that from a seven footer. Yeah, that's the second best mark of his career. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, that that's for anybody now, you know, up above 80 percent. It's really good. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this clutch thing is something. I don't know. This is uh, unfortunate. There's the players get a reputation for things when the stuff they do is particularly loud. Right. Like mm -hmm. uh, for for better or for worse. Right. Positive or, or negative. Um Anthony Davis is good. Lakers fans are going to believe that he misses all of his free throws based on what we've seen happen in the last week or so. Um, yeah. When in reality, he's been, he's been good. Uh, Lakers desperately need a trade to take the load off of AD and LeBron games like this prove this team has potential. AD and LeBron need scoring and defensive help. Yeah. Do you, if you're the Lakers front office right now, Keith, do you look at this game and say, forget it. We're not throwing in the life preserver. We're not helping this team. We're keeping our picks. Or do you look at this and say, we're not that far off. Let's let's get something done here. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think the rest of this month is huge for them. Mm -hmm. You got you got to start stacking wins. You, you got you just got to get wins. I think they've got a good amount of home games coming up, or at least West Coast games uh, coming up. So you know maybe they can just start getting a handful of, of wins. And if they can do that, then that's big because then, they, then you can have the confidence of saying, all right, let's go. But as I've said multiple times, if you're going to make a big trade, you have to do it knowing you're probably then sacrificing your flexibility and cap space for next summer. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know that that's the way I want to go. I just don't know who that is right now that that's out there. You know, when it was Kyrie back over the summertime, potentially. All right. Well, then I maybe could have seen that. But now, like, I don't know. I don't know if that's Turner and Heald or if that's Bogdanovich. I just I'm just not sold and not, you know, for, for the cost of picks plus, you know, you know, well, what do we cost to go get those guys? Mm -hmm. I just think it's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a challenge for the Lakers to figure out what they want to do there on the, on the trade market. Is it, I mean, you're not, I'm not in favor of giving up an unprotected first for Bogdanovich or anything like that. I mean, there's, there's going to be some, some tough decisions to be made here. And I think teams are going to be trying to wait the Lakers out. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, they're, they're going, they got to get something done now. Right. I mean, yeah, you, you, you've got yeah. an opportunity to move up the standings now. And if you're the Pistons, you're saying, well, we can get an unprotected first on February 9th if we want it. So if you want to do something now, then this is going to be the price, but we'll just wait. And that's, that's and so, not the spot you want to be in. Yeah. They want that panic trade where it becomes those two firsts are coming unprotected and, you know, or with very minimal protections. That's what teams want. And I, I mean, good on the Lakers so far for, for not biting. Right. Cause they could have made a handful of different trades if they wanted to, to, to do that. But yeah, it's uh it's, you know, got to hold out if you can. I mean, that's the tricky part. HB triple threat said, unbelievable. The team was exhausted at the end because we have no reinforcements for the love of God, Palenka, make a move. <laughs> How can you watch this and not see LeBron and AD need help stop sabotaging the season? Well, that goes back to what we were just saying, essentially. So I won't rehash that as far as 
there's deals out there, but a lot of them involve the Lakers getting fleeced in a trade, and that's not really what you want to do. Um, as far as the team being exhausted, I was actually giving Darvin Ham credit because he's developed a reputation for being a guy who you get momentum going and then he subs, right? Because that was his plan. And so then he's going to, okay, here comes Patrick Beverly in for this guy. And it's the rhythm changes and it, the whole game shifts. Um, he didn't do that tonight, but maybe went a little too far to the other extreme where he played the same five guys the entire fourth quarter and that burned them out. But that also speaks to who is he going to turn to on the bench that could get it, go in there and get it done. So, yeah, I, that, I guess that's what I go don't. to. Yeah, who would you who who do you, you want to play instead? And I mean, I know the answer is probably like a whole Lonnie bunch Walker, of different guys who aren't on the team. Yeah, you know, but but the reality is, yeah, I just don't know who you would go to right now instead. Um, LeBron knowing a lot of people are frustrated with LeBron. LeBron knowing he's gassed at the end of the fourth, not giving up the ball to someone else is pure ego. He ruined the momentum at the end. So, outside of perspective, do you? Do you see reason to be frustrated with LeBron for his play down the stretch? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, he could get a better shot than that one after Tatum tied it, but, but hey, I mean, I don't know. I, I who who? I mean, unless it's AD, but AD was looked like he was just as wiped. He wasn't fighting for post position when they were defending him with Grant Williams, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. Like he, he, I just don't think he had it left in him to to fight in there. So yeah, I think I, I just don't know who else you go to. Yeah. So that that's the, the part I'm not sure about. Hulk says we can complain all we want about everything. It came down to 80 free throws shaking my, my head. So heartbreaking. We need another, another shooter score. Jesus, this one hurts. Yeah. And it's, it's the accumulation. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that, We get some great, some great names coming in here. Um, it's, it's the accumulation of multiple games. And when it's so important that they find ways to win games and move up in the standings, mm-hmm. right? It's not, if they were sitting in the five seed, like people would be annoyed, but it wouldn't be, sure. it's not like it's catastrophic where, Hey, you got to start catching up here. And they're just, they just keep finding ways to not do that. Um, so certainly frustration. Bruce said, if we had more weapons and firepower like Boyan, we would have won this game. LeBron and AD can't do it all. I guess my question though, is who does Boyan defend? In this game, he's not as bad a defender as people have made him out to be. He he, he does okay. You just I'm, you, you got to spot him in the right right places. But but it, I I think they can. I mean, I pulled the advanced stats up from cleaning the glass yesterday, and he's in the sixth percentile at his position. I mean, that team's a disaster. That's though, but that's so. that's it too. It's yeah. the players that are around him as well. Yeah, you put him in a decent scheme. I, I think you could run a lot of like what the Jazz do or did rather with Gobert when, when Bogdanovich was there. Cause I mean, a lot of remember those jazz teams for a while. He was like, it was him and Joe Ingles were like the, mm-hmm. the, the three, four combo on that team. I mean, that's, you know, him and LeBron are fine. You, you're, you've got good defensive guards that generally can hold their own. So, you know, funnel things into AD, let him clean it up. I, I, I think they'd be okay with that. I, the, the benefit in the, 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 Upgrade on offense would more than offset anything on defense. You know, mm-hmm. maybe against you know the very best teams in the league, he's not going to be out there if you're closing with defense. But that's you know, hopefully, you know, you're you're doing okay now. Uh, you know, this is an interesting one though, including on Boyan. So there's been some stuff going around today that maybe Sadiq Bay might be available yeah. or something. If if you're the Lakers, if Sadiq, Bay, most Lakers fans agree with me that protected first fine you can haggle over what the protections are and all that for Boyan. unprotected that's a, a non-starter if Sadiq Bey was in the deal would that make you comfortable with giving up the unprotected first yeah 100 
Okay. Yeah, because I, I really like Sadiq Bay. I think, you know, he's just in a weird spot. They're, they're yo-yoing him in and out of the starting lineup in Detroit. So I, I would 100% do that. You got to infuse youth into this team and youth that can actually play mm-hmm. um, on, on this Lakers team because right now it's just, you know, hoping some second-round picks hit. And they, you know, Austin Reeves, like, I know he was undrafted, but, like, looks like a hit, um, you know, for him. Uh, you know, Horton Tucker was, you know, at least a semi-hit at, at least. But he's, he's in the NBA, which is more than yeah. a lot of second round picks. Yeah, I don't know if Max Christie will get there or not. But yeah, you had Bay. Now you get a younger player who can actually do some stuff. Gives you a little bit more lineup versatility. You can play him, LeBron and Boyan all together mm-hmm. if if you you need to and play play a little bit bigger. I, I think you could really make some stuff work with, with that. So yeah, I like Sadiq Bay. So yeah, I would 100 percent do you know one uh, unprotected. I, I just don't. I, it sounds like Detroit is driving a really hard bargain and I, I that's probably one if that happens that needs to wait till closer to february 9th when right. neither team has done anything it's kind of the only thing left yeah which is again the clock's ticking i don't yeah. know if they can wait that long we'll see and by that point yeah to your point it may not even make sense at that point to make a trade like that right uh shay said playing iso ball jacking up threes in the clutch shaking my head when will this team learn they aren't a good three-point team and stick to what was working fml uh yeah i mean We've seen some better. Th- I mean, they're not a 21% from three team like they were through the first, what, like five, six games of the season, but mm-hmm. 28% from three, and I'm rounding up to get there in this one. That's that's a killer. It's hard to win basketball games in, in today's NBA if you're shooting that poorly from behind the arc. Yeah, and these were not all good threes, too. No. The, the, a lot of these were the wrong guys taking them uh, off balance, off the dribble threes, stuff that that's just they, – they, they weren't good, good looks, so yeah. Mike E, if Ham had a had a timeout before the last possession of regulation and didn't use it, shame on him. Set up a final shot and avoid a OT. If he had set up a final shot, I can't say it would have gone any different. Yeah. I mean, he's probably putting the ball in LeBron's hands, and then we're probably going to wind up with that that step back three as well. Uh, yeah. Why did LeBron wait that long, or even make that shot at the end of the fourth quarter? Why did he wait that long to shoot it? At the very end, because the game was tied. You want to take? Yeah, the last you want to leave. Yeah, you want to leave like maybe a second or two for a tip in yeah. or put back but yeah you, you want you want the ball you want the game ending or at least the quarter ending on that you you, you can't take it early and give boston a chance because celtics were still sitting on a timeout themselves so if you go too early you would give boston the chance at a win and you didn't yep. want that i'm never going to question lebron's timing on a shot he's got that down for sure uh, this one says pain, just pain, Trevor. Thank you for the show that, well, you're welcome. This is how this show started way long, long time ago. <laughs> we were talking, we were, we were getting through games together in like a 17 win season and talking about, could Brandon Ingram be a guy that eventually does something and all of that. That's the, the roots of this show was, was coming together and essentially being like, just like a giant group therapy. <laughs> the good old days, huh? That was, that was back, <laughs> back in the day. Um, I've become numb to this. I knew they would choke. Yeah, there was a, there was a feeling of dread even when the game was was at 13 points that uh, things were not going to go their way. Uh, truthfully, this roster is, this loss is on the roster. If you had big wings, you won't need to play small so small at times and play that unit basically all fourth quarter. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of size to really turn to off the bench. You would have been, just been uh, Dennis Schroeder, Patrick Beverly. You would have been going to guards mostly, um, yep. except for Lonnie Walker. But even Lonnie is 6'4". He looks yeah, big he's on this lineup, but he's not yep. – He's not big. So, yeah, I think people have like gotten a little 
weird about like him and Reeves playing a lot at the three, but yeah. that's really, that's a three guard lineup. Those guys are both guards. They're, they're, they're not, you it's, know, they're, it's because the alternative guards. is like Patrick oh, Beverly. Sure. Who's, so compared to yeah. Pat, yeah, who's six one Reeves at six, five looks like, looks like a wing easy. Yeah. But then when you yeah. see him against the other team, you go, Oh no, that's a, he's actually a guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. Yeah, that's a really great way to put it. He looks big against the Lakers small guards, but then he looks small against like Tatum and Brown. He just, you know, and and you were hoping that, um, I guess, going into the year that Troy Brown Jr. was going to give more and he just he he just hasn't. I I feel like Troy Brown Jr. is going to be one of those guys we're going to be four years from now and still hoping he's Mm going to give more and he just doesn't. It just has never clicked for him. He started really well and was looking Mm -hmm. like exactly what they needed. And then it just completely kind of tapered off. And I don't know if it's a rhythm thing. He's kind of been out in and out of the rotation now, getting like nine minutes a game and stuff. But um, yeah, you you do. And they needed more from him because they, again, the lack of wings. Uh, Gia Mercado, Trev, I don't know how to feel about this game. Down 20. I mean, just feel bad, man. (laughs) Down 20, but came back to the lead by 13. Managed to give the game away in the fourth quarter in overtime. Yeah, that. That's not going to feel good. Uh, Nico, this game and the Bucks game screams a trade, even if it's Boyan. The Bucks game, they won, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Sure, I guess. Jillian, <laughs> why did Russ take six shots in overtime? WTF. I mean, mistakes were made. Bad bad choices. Bad choices. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they were bad shots too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I all right. Yeah, so the overtime is up. Yeah, Russ was three of six, so zero for two from three uh, in the OT. Um, he scored six points. AD one shot, and it was it was a three. Yeah, and it was not a good three either. It was like the, he it was it was almost like that one where I kind of thought the Celtics were done was Grant Williams missed that wide open three, mm-hmm. and you could tell he just didn't want to take it. AD, that's exactly the shot he took in OT. It was like, all right, LeBron's missed a couple. Russ was kind of gone crazy now. And I was like, all right, I got to get things settled down. But he wasn't sad. It wasn't a good mm-hmm. three. Like It wasn't like a rhythm dribble either. It was like a dribble to the side to to make sure he could get it off. And I, I think he left it way short, if I remember. Right. It was it was the same thing against the 76ers. He had he had like two touches in overtime and the one shot was a was a three where he just, yeah. it was like he went, well, he I finally got the ball, so yeah. let me just jack this thing up. Yeah. Um, Kiki, Cornette on Russ is like Zoo and Nurkic from earlier in the year. Yeah, I mean, it's the same concept. It's mm-hmm. you're baiting your your defense is trying to get Russell Westbrook to shoot pull up jumpers. That's what what you're hoping for. And so anytime he shoots like we we saw last year, literally where opposing teams were celebrating when Russ was shooting like before, like as he was shooting, yeah. their, their bench was celebrating yep. because they knew that that's a win for them. Um and again, that's why it's frustrating that it hasn't clicked at this point. Like that shot's there for a reason. That's what the defense is trying to get you to take. That's why you can't take it. Yeah, I think another challenge too was, and I get things were going, things started to go really well at the end of the third quarter. Then they went really, really well into the um, beginning part of the fourth quarter. And Darvinham, I get it. You were like, it's it's so hard because if you sub and things start to go the other way, it looks like you made a bad move. But he played the five guys all twelve minutes yep. of the uh, fourth quarter. Like, and, and you could tell they just had nothing left at the end. It was it was uh you know LeBron, AD, Westbrook, Reeves, and Brown played all twelve minutes of the uh, fourth quarter, and that's just. I mean, that, that's tough because that's one where you have to come away with the win then. Yep. Otherwise, it's not like who, who like then then you struggle with that. 
Uh, Senpai says, chucked my phone across the room. Can't even blame AD for missing both free throws or LeBron going cold. They're tired from carrying this garbage roster. They definitely ran out of steam. But again, it speaks to, well, do you sub when they had momentum? Uh, we've seen that be a problem. Then they, so they didn't sub. And yeah, you get what, what happened here where they ran out of gas. I mean, the only guy I'd look to on the bench and say, well, maybe they should have turned to Lonnie Walker. Mm-hmm. At least see if he can give. Yeah, you I would have had him in there over Brown, especially yeah. the last few. Once it got sideways and was like, all right, wait a minute, Boston's making it a game. I would yeah. pull Brown up and put Walker in because you weren't going to get enough stops. So you needed to get into a position where it was, all right, we're probably going to have to trade buckets a little bit down the stretch. And you're not going to get that with Brown. I mean, you're already playing kind of a half a guy with the way Boston was defending Russ and Brown. I mean, they just weren't defending him at all. Cause they're yeah. like, even if he gets it, he's not going to shoot it unless it's a layup. So, you know, they, 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 you know, really locked everything towards the uh, uh, LeBron and AD. Yeah. I mean, Walker can at least, you know, attack the rim. He can get himself to the free throw line. He occasionally knock down a jumper and do those sorts of things. So he can be a bit more of a threat there. And just to turn to fresh legs. I mean, Keith, we've been watching the world cup. This is, this is what teams do all the time is mm-hmm. they start to see they need a little bit of a boost. They throw on a player or two with fresh legs and it can change the entire energy of the game. Yep. That was where Darvinham needed to make a move. As much as he's killed momentum in the past, once the momentum was gone, he needed to recognize that quickly and bring those fresh legs on. He just didn't react there. Yeah, I want to say something about Darvin Ham because I'm, I'm kind of looking at the the chat scrolling by, and there's a lot yeah. of a lot of people beating up on him, and I kind of get it. But what I will say with with this is, I lived this last year with the first year head coach, where a lot of Celtics fans are like, "This guy sucks." With him, he don't. Oh, people are saying fire him. He's yep. awful. Yeah, like get him out of here. Rookie head coaches. It's just like a rookie player. They need time to learn and adjust and figure it out. And just like, I mean, some people, somebody said, please don't read the chat. Um, (laughs) Somebody said, um, or, you know, the crazy people want to trade, you know, rookies 20, 30 games into their career. Mm -hmm. But the reality is we don't do that, right? We're always like, no, hey, they need a year or two. I'm not saying it should take a year or two for Darvin Ham, but it's going to take more than 25 games to to really figure this stuff out. It's it's just, it just is. It's just going to be, you know, a little while for him to fully figure out rotations and rhythm of games and when to sub, when not to sub. So, you know, I, I just, I wouldn't quit on him. Yeah, I think he's a pretty good coach and he's I think he's gonna figure stuff out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's that's the knee-jerk reaction, right? And we see it when it goes the other way too. You know, re-sign everybody anytime they win, you know. So um well and everybody wants to wants to fire the the coach because when they don't have a better answer for anything else, right? Like it's just the easy thing. Uh, this one says, on a positive note, Christmas Day, our starting lineup will be LeBron, Walker, Bogdanovich, Turner, AD, with Heald coming off the bench. Better days to come. I don't know how you're getting all that. I love the optimism. I don't think you've got enough picks to get all that done. Uh, well, that doesn't – oh, it, I didn't see the AD in there on the side. So I was like, wait, is AD not part part of that? Yeah, that's not yeah. That's not going to happen. No. But, I mean, sure, dream. Uh, so frustrating to watch him continue to roll with Russ late in the fourth and OT. He literally just stands in the corner. Well, he scored twice. It, that yeah. was the first like minute of OT. I went, oh, mm-hmm. he, he got it. He got it, like, cause he went to the basket twice and he scored twice. I went, is this going to be the game where Russ goes, no, I'm just going to the bat. And then it all fell apart. From there. He looked when everybody else looked exhausted. He looked like he was like, Hey, let's play 
40 more minutes. I'm ready. Yeah. You know, at the beginning. And then, yeah. And then he settled for those couple of bad jumpers and it all kind of went sideways. Uh, Ricky says everyone is blaming Westbrook, but towards the end of the game, there was no ball movement. Just LeBron wasting all the clock and jacking missed threes. Oh, dead. Preach into the choir. I mean, we've talked mm-hmm. about the stagnation. We, I'm not going to rehash it too much because we already discussed it on here, but yes, they needed to move. They just run something and, and not just burn clock. And then, and if you're going to burn the clock, attack the basket, get yourself to the line, do, do mm-hmm. something there. At least, you know, drive and kick the step back threes. They can be daggers, but if it's not fallen, you gotta, you gotta adjust and change that up. And unfortunately we've seen LeBron continue, and maybe he was just gassed and that was it. But yeah. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yep. Um, do a few more. Sean, Mr. Steel, your girl, Davis. <laughs> After our, our Lakers Nation colleagues, Sean Davis. Uh, this game isn't proof. Braun and AD need help. I don't know what is. There's something with this team. We just need to tweak. Trade them picks. Here's here's the concern, right? We've seen the Lakers in the last couple of years with most of their trades, most of their free agent moves. They've missed on the margins. They've given up a little bit more than they should in deals. They've just kind of not won from a value perspective. How confident should you be that they're going to make the right trade at the right time and not get fleeced in a deal? I know people are saying that you have to make a trade, but you could also make this worse if you're mm-hmm. not if you're not careful. Yeah, because so this is a point I've been making over on the front office show over and over again is it's not just trading the picks. No matter what trade you make, you are also then turning and trading away your flexibility for the summer. You're going to turn that into whoever you get has to be a I'll say long term, but by long term, I mean next two to three year piece as well, Um, basically for what should be. I mean, sounds weird to even say this, but the productive balance of of LeBron's career now. I mean, he may still be playing five years from now and playing well. Uh, Well, we'll see. What do you say the other day? Once played, it was 45 or somebody. I guess Dennis Schroeder said that, but maybe something was lost in translation. I don't don't know. know. But anyway, that's your challenge, right? You're going to trade. The picks for who? Let's say it's Turner and Healed. Fine, but then you better be damn sure Turner and Healed fit and are gonna really lift you to where you want to be, not just the rest of this season, but for the next couple of years. Because that's it. Your flexibility is gone. You have to resign Turner. He's gonna command much over twenty million a year, and then Healed you'll have for another year. You've got LeBron and AD on the big contract. You're locked in on that. Let's say it's Bogdanovich. All right. Well, that's twenty million next year. there's your cap space now you've got Bogdanovich that's why yeah if you could get if you could do something where you get a guy like um uh Sadiq Bey in that Mm -hmm. deal then that makes me feel a little bit better because that's a a little bit better of a longer term piece and again you're getting two out of that 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 trade but yeah that's your challenge for the Lakers right now is is if you're going to trade the picks that sounds easy but you have to be sure you're not going to do something better in the um off season where opportunity cost, you know, there because yeah, because because now you got to get it right, otherwise, you're done, you're you're in an absolute mess, uh, going forward for you know the next few years because you're this is what you got, 
that's all you got is LeBron AD and you know whatever it is you traded for, and you better hope that's enough to put you back in a contention. Uh, Benji says this loss is on the front office. We have no three point shooters, and it kills us. Make the Bogdanovich trade now. Uh, okay, outside perspective, are you doing Bogdanovich for an unprotected 2027 first? Uh, that's probably a little bit for me, but if you could get it top 10 protected, right. yeah, I'd, I'd probably do that. And Pro- then you're talking, protection's key. yeah, 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 that's it. You get, you gotta, you gotta figure something out just in case everything goes completely sideways on you. But you know, my feeling is I don't think Lakers picks, I generally feel like I know it's been bad the last couple of years and this year's not great. I, I feel like they're gonna just by virtue of being the Lakers, they're gonna figure it out sometime within the next you know five years. So I don't I'm not too worried about what happens with the 27, 29. And I damn sure don't think Palink is because I don't if he doesn't get it right, he's not gonna be there to make it anyway. Right. So we might as well trade him. Um, all right, let's get into our favorite. So I didn't do our superstar of the night or our uh star in your role, which is our our best of the the superstar players or the next guy to step up. I didn't I tend to just omit those whenever we have a, a bad outing, but let's get into everybody's favorite segment, and that is the Master Lock of the Night. Master Lock of the Night. Okay, so Keith, uh, our good friend at Lakers Nation, Chris the Masterpiece Masters, his finishing hold in the wrestling ring is the Master Lock. So in honor of him, we created this to take whatever was the most frustrating thing, annoying thing from a particular game, and we put it in the master lock. I believe Jay Crowder is in the lead all time in terms of the number of times he someone has been master locked. Um, but what what would you put in the master lock from this game? What did you think you could place a lot of a lot of blame on here? Um, I would say late game execution. Uh, for me, I just feel like that—that's what it is. I think that's the 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 problem. It was late game execution. They didn't play well down the stretch. Yeah, I think that's fair. Late game execution is is certainly a good one. That's that was certainly a challenge. Um, whenever we apply the master lock to a Lakers, sometimes it's an opponent, right? Uh, Solomon Hill got master locked, <laughs> master locked a million times when he rolled up on LeBron's ankle. But All right, that's um, fair. But it, when it's a Lakers player, we always say we're going to try to do to apply the master lock so it shakes some sense into them. Um, I got to put on Russell Westbrook. At some point, you have to stop taking the 15-foot jumpers the teams are giving you. You're yeah. open for a reason. Again, I didn't think he was terrible in this game. He just made some bad choices down the stretch, and he played into that game plan. At this point, maybe we should just assume he, it's never going to click, that you can't take those shots, but... Um, Ah, Got to hope because he really did have, I thought, a pretty good game until some poor decision making down the stretch. Yeah, I, as far as it, you know, is it ever going to click? I mean, this is year fifteen for us. I, 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 I'm done thinking he might change. Yeah, I think he is what he is. I, he, and that's a little unfair because he's done a wonderful job adapting to the bench role. But I think he's yeah. breathed some new life into his career off the bench, mm-hmm. and, and sure. I think I think that's going to matter this summer when he hits uh, free agency. Yeah. Um. All right, we'll do just a couple more. Caesar said, uh, "Definitely need a trade. I like Boyan, but if we can get Cam Reddish some way in addition, then it's great. Or else, Kuzma and Denny Avdia. I think Kuzma is going to have a pretty robust market, and getting mm-hmm. him's not going to be." Easy, like I, in that's my mind, a, I think that's Kuzma's, definitely an unprotected pick. 
Right. I was gonna, I was just going to say Kuzma is going to cost more than Bojan, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or sure, I anyway. would imagine. Yeah. Uh, Cam Reddish, give us your, you know what? There's a lot of Lakers fans that are high on Cam Reddish. I think there's the one that got away aspect yeah. of this because they almost traded for him. What's your take on, on him? I don't know. I, I, it's weird. He's one of those guys where I want to like him more than, than I do. But he's 23 now. Uh, he still can't shoot. Um, he's not a great finisher. This year he's been a little bit better at that. But, yeah, I don't know that he fixes anything. I mean, boy, is he – he's what? He's a better version of Troy Brown? Mm-hmm. So I, I, don't, I don't know that he'd be giving up much for that. I mean, I've been saying if you can do it for a like a flyer, like a second round, a late second rounder or whatever, sure, go for it, you know. But other than that, you got to be careful with, mm-hmm. with something like that, especially because you're going to have to pay him, right? Yeah. Next year, if, you, if you decide you want to keep him. That's the other challenge. Yeah, I mean, any of these guys that are free agents, you, you're going to have to pay all of them. And that's mm-hmm. there. There goes all your uh, all, oh, there goes all your flexibility. All right. Well, Keith, it is almost two in the morning, your time. So let's. Let's let's put a wrap on this show. I want to thank everybody coming in here and joining us. If you submitted a super chat, because I, you guys know I get way behind in the chat. I'm way, way behind right now. If you submitted a super chat, I will save them. I will put them into tomorrow's episode. Actually, I've got two episodes I could put them into tomorrow or the next day because we don't have a game either one of those days. So be on the lookout for those. I will not just forget about them. Those will go into future episodes. I want to thank everybody for joining us. And, uh, and Keith, thanks so much for staying up uh, a little extra late and jumping on here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, man. This was, this was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it was one of those ones where it, I don't think either one of us feels great you know, <laughs> after, after this one, but I, I, I will admit, I feel a little bit better, but I, I think, think than y'all do, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's good. And Hey, a lot of people said really nice things about front office show in the chat. So we appreciate all that guys. Thanks so much. Check us out over there. Yes, absolutely. Go find the front office show. Keith and I talk every every day. We're talking basketball. You can find us uh, at front office show on YouTube and then uh, also look us up on the podcast side as well. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.